our valued listeners. We've recently launched Impressive 2.0, which I'm uber excited about, and I can't wait to share the learnings with you. To align with the changes, we've made the decision to rebrand our podcast to Growth Masters. Stay tuned, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new season. I'm your host, Robert Tadros, the founder and CEO of Impressive Digital, Australia's most awarded performance agency. Today's guest is the sales director of HSB 4x4, who specialise in manufacturing youth automotive parts. So please welcome Massey. Massey, great to have you on board, mate. Thanks for having me on. How's everything going? Very good, thank you. Very good. It's nice and tropical where you are. Yeah, mate, I'm very tropical. It's probably the closest <laughs> that I can get to a, to a beach at the moment. <laughs> I'm out of the country. I've left the country completely. You're, uh, you're in San Fran, eh? I think it's San Fran, yeah. Golden Gate? Yeah. yeah. brings us, I guess, the topic of today, and there's, there's no doubt that the global manufacturing has been dramatically impacted with, you know, the recent yeah. outbreaks of coronavirus and what's mm-hmm. happened in China and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing local manufacturing starting to, 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 to boom again. I've been fortunate enough to be pretty close to, to HSB and work very closely with you guys. And mm-hmm. I know you've always manufactured here in Australia. So yep. I guess for, you know, today's topic, it's around, you know, local manufacturing and, and, and how you utilize, I guess, technology as well to, to innovate and stay at the, at the forefront. So yep. I guess I'd just love to open over to you just to give us a, a bit of an intro into, you know, I guess who you are and intro into HSB and, and what you guys do. And yeah, so. HSP, well, as you know, so we, we locally manufacture parts for vehicles in Australia. Uh, we concentrate on the rear end mainly of uh, pickup for or use and stuff like that. So, you know, your Ford Rangers and your Hiluxes and all that sort of stuff. We primarily focus on covers, so hard lids and canopies and roll tops and things like this. And that's that's our main game. So we've been doing that since, oh God, I don't even know, maybe 13 years. We've been in that in that space of, of, of sort of rear end accessories. Uh, we've been locally manufacturing since day one, and, and, and the manufacturing has been done through us. So we kind of grew with different technologies, and, and, and from where we started to kind of where we are now, and how we can, we've adopted new sort of measures and, and, and different things to make you know, our products what they are today. I'm one of the I'm one of the partners, uh, sales director. And, yeah, and I, and I guess one of the main reasons that um, you, you see a lot of companies, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, outsource the manufacturing component of the business to overseas is, is purely just for cost-cutting exercise, right? You want to shed some light on that? Like, what, what is the main reason, I guess, that you guys have, have always so manufactured? I, I kind of feel that a lot of people have moved overseas for a couple of different reasons, and, and, and it's not anything of their own fault or anything like that. Like, a lot of people move when they go from a smaller company or a medium-sized company to a larger company to manufacturing items overseas and, and it's all economies of scale you know you can get it done cheaper overseas when you're bringing in bulk amount of parts into the country you can add the shipping costs to it and kind of do a comparison of how much would it cost for me to locally do it versus how much it cost for me to do it overseas and a lot of the times it makes sense to bring something from overseas there is a lot of things on the background about you know why that is good and also why that is bad and why it's bad is obviously you know australia loses jobs uh australia loses the fact of you know uh keeping jobs not only within australia but also keeping manufacturing in australia so that you know different technologies can be expanded on because it's the entrepreneurs of australia it's the companies that trade that build here that constantly are able to change things because they're in the forefront of that manufacturing process if if we start taking 
a lot of that away, which we have, you'll see less entrepreneurial activity in the country in total. And, and you can see that, like you, you see things coming in from overseas that, that we just don't have the ability to make over here anymore because you haven't invested down that path of manufacturing technologies and, and different sort of things. Yeah, look, and you mentioned the word technology there on, on, on a number of occasions, you know, like, can you, are there any examples of how, you know, HSB have actually utilised technology to yeah. innovate, to, you know, like maybe, yeah, what, what does it look like for you guys and what does the future look like, I guess, for HSB from a, from a tech point of view? So, so it's interesting about this because we were sitting down talking about this uh, maybe like a year ago and we said, like, so, so me and the other two partners, we sat down and we were like, okay, so, you know, what, what are we doing in terms of our next five years and 10 years and, and, and you know, where are we positioning ourselves because anyone can kind of just make something and try to sell it in the market, but why are we doing that and why are we going down the path that we're going? And we decided that as well as being a manufacturer of sort of vehicle accessories, we also are known in the industry to be quite innovative in our products. And I'll give you a couple of examples um, as, we, as we chat, but we, we kind of looked at ourselves as a manufacturing company for automotive accessories, but on top of that, also a little bit of a tech company because we're, we're doing things that no one's done before and we're kind of integrating different technologies that may be out there already into vehicle parts. Like an example of that would be recently, um, I'm not sure if we talked about this, but recently, uh, I think it was mid-June or something, we released our uh, new receiver kit, which makes our electric wall tops uh, work with your phone. And if you've got an iPhone, it'll also look at Siri and all of that integration. And there was a lot of back-end work that had to go into it, the receiver and obviously the patents that we had to get approved and everything like that. But no one, no one in, the, in the industry had done anything like that. And, and that's something that we're really, really proud of because it, it projected our company to kind of give out that message that yes, we're using technology, yes, we're using maybe that's existing and putting it into something that no one has thought of before. And it's, and it's going really well in that, in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And it gives you guys, I guess, like a, a, a bit more of a strategic edge, you know, against, mm -hmm. against the competitors, right? Because you're more technology-led. Um, yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. And I, I guess, you know, what, what is the future holders? I guess you're always obviously innovating as far as, you know, new tech, incorporating tech within the actual manufacturing components. If we just go back to manufacturing here for a second, you know, mm. what's, the, what's the sort of size of, 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 of the organization? And do you see that, you know, growing even more now with, um, I guess, manufacturing coming back into, into yeah. I would see, I'd, I'd, I'd envision, and I'd probably think that, you know, the employment rate for manufacturing would probably skyrocket, right? So do mm. you see there's more opportunities for, for HSP to, to, to offer more roles, more, you know, more job opportunities. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. So even, even things like, um, instead of outsourcing, we, we like internally within our business, we're now getting, you know, specific engineers for specific projects because we can manufacture it in our own, in our own backyard. We're, we're able to use that technology from the engineering perspective to run through the whole way through to the end product. So, for example, when we're designing something, we can see that there's a certain trim line or cut line or something specific that needs to be done. And in that phase, we can identify the correct machinery to be able to do that. And then that gives us the ability to be able to mass produce more items in, in, a, in a much faster time. And it actually helps us actually employ even more people because we need those people to run the machines and things like that. And also, obviously, in, in other aspects of the manufacturing that we have more 
more more of a workforce to kind of finish off those products. So uh, there's always there's always pros and cons to both, right? Both, both yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. what, what would you say some of the pros are for anyone that's listening at the moment that you know is is, is thinking about bringing their manufacturing back into back into Australia? You know, like, what what are the quick like what are the, some of the pros that you found over the years to having manufacture here versus say for example offshore and that over overseas? Probably the biggest thing is control. So if you have a vision of what you want and how you want to achieve it and and how you want that to flow through every aspect of what you make. Um, and, and in terms of obviously the design, in terms of the manufacturing process, the, the turnaround times you want to reach, the, the end marketing, the pack, everything, right? If, if you're manufacturing locally and you're bringing that back in, you have full control over that whole process of when the product is from here to when that end user is able to receive it. And, and I think that's such a powerful thing to be able to do because there's nothing in someone else's hands. So. The, the opposite side of that would be if I wanted to make something and then I want to send it overseas to get made and contract manufacturing. You've got so much issues with, is it getting manufactured to the level that you want it to? Is there improvements that you can make um, to it that you can only physically see when you're there and it's getting manufactured? Then there's all the importing issues and stockholding issues and what if they change their processes and all of that stuff. And in, in addition to that, you're when you manufacture locally, your, your workforce is almost like your family. Like we've had people here that are working here for 15 years uh, and we've seen them grow with their families and things like that. And, and you know, your staff retention and everything is just phenomenal. And, and I think that's a, that's a really big part of it. From a, yeah. from a con perspective, um, there's obviously cons to, to manufacturing locally as well. But, but you, as you said yourself, there's you know, one or two sides there for a story. There is a lot of, not a lot, but there is cons to it. Costing is one of them, and, and, and that's what I wanted to kind of have a chat to you about in terms of how you can mitigate that costing by using different technologies um, that weren't available in, in, in the past. It's mainly, it's mainly for me, from what I see, the, the big downfalls is cost of manufacturing. Yeah, because then it kind of, it sort, it sort of forces you to increase your, your pricing, right? To, to, to be able to sustain a, a healthy profit margin or a healthy mm -hmm. margin. So, yeah, yes. I mean, it's an interesting one, right? And and I think it doesn't matter what sort of industry you operate in. There is no doubt that automation is becoming uh, widely used, I guess, in all different parts of a of a business, and 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 particularly if you own if you kind of own that supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can really start to look at how where the leakages are and how you can automate some of those processes to ensure that you can keep your costs down and maintain that maintain that margin. Um, and yeah. I know we've talked in the past around even, you know, the use of ERP systems and just yeah. processes and systems internally that can automate a lot of that manual work and a lot of that manual labor, which in yeah. turn is really costly. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we've done. So we've got the, yeah, I, I, mean, I mentioned to you a while ago about the new ERP system that we've got. Correct. And that, that's, that's really, that's really helpful. So, you know, it reminds you a lot of your, a lot of like the leakages in, in, in your productivity that go to tasks that can be automated, like you said, uh, if you can get rid of a lot of those, then, then you, know, you can you can use really really good workforce and smart people um, to to achieve things you know greater than the admin side of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I guess, Miss, what what is what is the what does the future look like for for HS for HSB? You know, what's on the what's on the card without giving too much information. <laughs> um, things are going really good. So business is good. Um, even, even with all of this, you know, the, the COVID and everything like that, uh, business is really good. 
we've started investing a lot more into technology. So we have four different projects going at the moment. Uh, one of them, which is an upgrade project, um, which is quite extensive. It's been in the works for two and a half years, three years. Um, we've got some really good patents around that. That's going to launch towards the end of the year. Uh, and then we've got three other projects um, that we're doing internally. And one of them is actually a collaboration with the university, which is really exciting. So that's that's the future of us. What we're trying to do is we're trying to consolidate everything that we do, pick the best things that we're the things that we're the best at, improve on those, making so that uh, it's a product that people need that gives them a better connection to their vehicle uh, and, and you know for what they need to use it for, uh, and then kind of you know take over the world with that. Yeah, and th and that's that's very evident in the new product that you guys launched, right? So. Yeah. I don't own a Ute, but let me let me see if I can understand how this works, right? So yeah. basically, um, the the roll top is uh, controlled via an application on a an iPhone or an Android. Yes. Right. So I could be you know, a builder. My Ute could be over there, and you know, I could be on top of the roof, and one of my guys needs to get something out from 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 the back, yeah. right? So yeah. Actually, I jump on, and I I can open and close from depending obviously within the connectivity of the of, of the vehicle, right? Is that how yeah, it's 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 much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. That, that's the basis of it. But there's a couple of other things around it that we actually didn't figure out till after we made it, uh, some other applications that it has that's really important to people. So for example, what you mentioned is you're a builder, you're you know, you're doing something, your staff member needs to get something out of your car, you use your phone to open it up, bang, done, easy, right? The other side to it is that the way we, we created this, uh, the module for it, is you can have multiple uses on the same device. So as long as, say you have three people download the app. Now, whoever's the closest in range, it's gonna pair with that first, and, um, and then they can use that uh, system. Uh, obviously they'll have to pair it up pre-end, but if it's already paired, then they can use the roll top via their own mobile phone. This wasn't, this was like, yeah, we're, like, we're aware of it, but we didn't realize how important it was to we spoke to some fleet companies. Now, fleet companies might have a hundred cars for a thousand employees. Yeah. And how many keys go missing, how many things like that. And, and, and it was really important to them to go, hey, we can just have one centralized app for all staff members. And we can use, you can, you can utilize um, the one app for all the employees and it's just a much cleaner way of doing it. And in, in addition to that, we were able to do some other some other really cool stuff as well, which is like uh, get analytics on how fast the unit is moving up and how fast the uh, unit is moving down. And if we can calibrate that it needs to be, say, six seconds up and seven seconds down. If you're going to go down to the path of going, you know, 6.3 seconds and 7.4 seconds, then there's something in the way of that and it just can give you a pop-up notification to go, hey, you need to maybe check if there's any obstructions or anything like that, which avoids uh, the carbon off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, man, that's, that's, that's really cool stuff. And you mentioned you've patented it, right? Like even some of yes. the big, some of the biggest competitors, like they haven't even thought of this, right? No, so, no. I mean, no. I'm assuming this has been a, a, a project that's been quite a, you know, quite a while in, in, in the making? The Rolltop project has been going on for about six years. So, and, and we've been releasing different feeds, so kind of different updates to the Rolltop. So we had the first one that was electric, which really the first, uh, in Australia to do them. We had you know, a different upgrade to that and all of these things. Um, this app project is a good two years. Um, and it was the first time we went really deep into making like an app. We've never done an app. 
I mean, like, if you really think about it, we're a company that manufactures parts for cars and covers and stuff. So when you really think about that, you just think of a canopy or a vinyl cover. So you don't really put technology into that sort of, you know, into that frame of, of, of you know, manufacturing it. So it was, it was a bit of a new thing for us, but it, it worked out really well. And it actually inspired at least two of the new projects um, from that. So do you, do you think, I mean, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited now. I'm a bit of a ticket and I, I don't yeah. know, but I think I might just want to go, I might, I might just go and buy you just to, yeah, this product out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take my car for a while if you want. We'll swap cars. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll swap some. We'll swap cars. Yeah. Do you think that moving forward, t- technology will be at the forefront of all all the, all of your engineering and all of your product? I, I don't. I don't even see us as a like right now. Obviously, you know, we still make some parts of it. But focusing on changing those and making those more technologically advanced. But the way I see us going is, I want to become a more of a Techs company first, then a manufacturing company for for uh, yeah, people in the as like the by, as the byproduct. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of, it's, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if you look at technology companies, they're renowned for getting a very good multiple one day when they when they when they want to sell, right? Um, yeah. Great, <laughs> did great, see, great multiples. Did you see? Um, uh, there's a new company. Well, it's not that new, but it's new in terms of like going viral. Have you heard of a company called Nikola? Yeah, that's um. Yeah, yeah I have. That's uh, the good competitor to Tesla. Yeah, they. Uh, who was it? Amazon that bought. Was it? I think Amazon invested a lot of money in them. I don't know if they bought them. Oh, I haven't looked at them. You, you might be right, actually. They're the, the self-driving cars, right? Yes. Yeah, they do self-driving, and it's a lot of electric sort of vehicles and stuff like that. I wasn't sure that Bloomberg, uh, Amazon, but yeah, you're probably right. I haven't, I haven't looked into it for a while. Well, but... I know they're a, they're, they're an Australian company that have uh, now, now moved over to the, to the valley, and I know they've had a, uh, a pretty big investment from, from either from Amazon or they've been bought, bought out by Amazon. I could be completely wrong. I just recall. Are you thinking maybe Rivian? Look, I could be I could be completely wrong. I thought it was I thought it was Nicola because I remember uh, that name. I, I listened to it on What the Flux, yeah, podcast that I that I listen to each each morning. Um, yeah, there you go, guys. I just gave you a bit of a plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I and I I thought for some reason that it was Amazon that 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 pumped a, a bit of cash into them. But so I, I, yeah, you know what you. you, you you're probably right, but when I when I looked into it, it was interesting. I think it was June, first week of June. Their stocks were trading at, I think like thirty five dollars a share US, and within a day, I think they went up to like eighty or ninety dollars a share US. Um, which and it was because they launched some sort of a new vehicle or something like that, or some, something came, you know, in in in, in the spheres and some information came out. And it and comes I'm, very I'm very, very yeah, I'm going to Google it as well. Because I do, I, do, I do remember listening to this podcast um, yeah. on, on What the Flux, and I, and I, I can't remember if this tickle, but I, I remember if it's, it's being a, uh, I remember if it's it electric truck. An Australian company, but I could be, I could be completely wrong. But I mean, that's an interesting example, right? A very much a technology-led company that is about to take on Tesla. Yeah. So, so the reason why, like I brought up, was because their shares went up so much in the day, and it kind of just showed me that that using technology within the products is something that's massive for, yeah. for for people out there. Because you wouldn't think about 
you know, if you think about like a truck driver or your average, you know, truck that's going down the road, you wouldn't actually think about how much technology can impact how that industry is, is, is you know, operating. Yeah, they're, at, they're, at, they're, they're, they're sitting there at um, 31 USD. Yeah, they had a drop again. But they went up crazy today. I'm looking at it now. They're at 33 US, 35 USD on the 5th of June, which is a Friday. And on the Monday, I think they hit something like 90 or, so, or 80, something like that. It's crazy, huh? Crazy. Yeah, in a day. So it just shows that if, if, you, if you're doing the right thing, if, you, you know, if you've got good technology behind you and your products are innovative, then there's definitely a, a space in it. Therefore, 100%. And is that the plan for, for HSP? I mean, I, again, I've got, of course, you've given away too much here, but, um, you know, if, is, is the plan one day to, you know, who knows, maybe IPO or, or, or sell, or is that is that on the cards or not? I've never had a thought of anything more than a couple of years because I don't want to get lost in, in creating something that could change along the journey. So that could be something that happens. It's, it's, it's not out of the question. But for, for me... My, my main focus is, is establish, establishing ourselves in the market as a technology forefront uh, in that in the space that we're in. And then whatever happens after that uh, is going to be whatever happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm really passionate about it. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's always evolving and, you know, it's not like we, we, we're doing this to kind of, obviously we're doing it to grow the company and stuff, but there's a lot of it behind it is also allowing the Australian user or, or whatever country you know, we're, we're selling into, allowing them to have a product at a competitive price that is able to actually do all the things that they uh, are intending for it to do, not just kind of tick some of the boxes. So that, that's always yeah. been a big driving factor for us. And you guys are international as well, right? So you've got mm-hmm. you sell in the US and Europe and, and so on, and it's all, all of it is manufactured out of Australia. Yeah. I, would, I, I would assume that that is actually pretty big selling point into some of those international markets. It is, it is, it actually does help us quite a bit. So the bulk of items in our industry is made from Thailand. So Thailand, that's that's your hub. So that's where everyone goes and makes all of their stuff and gets whatever they need to get in. Uh, and a lot of companies that ride Australia made in Australia, they'll also actually just get their stuff from Thailand and just put, put it together here. So we took it a bit further, we actually manufactured here as well as you know, all of the other stuff. So when you have something that's in a country like Thailand or coming out of China and stuff, and again, you don't have that control over your IP or, you know, the processes can be easily replicated, um, then that actually makes a lot of other companies weak because company X might be doing something in Thailand and then company Y might find someone else in Thailand or whatever country and they can just replicate it and sell it into any country. Whereas when you're manufacturing something locally here, it's, it's harder for them to adopt your technology and how you do things in your processes. So it definitely does help us out a lot. Mate, and for our listeners, how do we uh, how do we find you guys? I'm assuming hsbutelids.com, I think, is the domain? That's it, yeah. No, you just hsbutelids.com. That's the main place. Obviously, we're on the socials at hsb4x4. Um, that's where you get all of the sort of stuff that we do. Awesome. Well, Mass, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board, mate. Um, thank, thank you very you much. much. Thank you again. And uh, I look forward to, to, to next time. And I will swap cars with you, I think, to test uh, yeah. <laughs> out this year. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, it's a work done in your house if you take my car for the weekend. <laughs> done. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mass. I'll see you, See you, mate.